0: How do, how do i sound
1: uh you sound fine why
0: i bought this microphone like two years ago when we started the podcast it was like 500 dollars, uh-huh. and i'm using it for the first time
1: <laughs> why didn't you use it until now does the podcast not is it not important to you
0: just the iphones were <laughs> uh were sounding fine so my fear is that this will come out and it will sound exactly the same as all the other episodes on the iphone
1: this will be the perfect test because guess what i'm recording on (laughs) good old trusty iphone so let our fans be the judges
0: the problem is that is that my voice is still bad uh for audio um so i apologize to everybody (laughs) listening i could go into the editing system and add a little bass to it and then that would sound
1: you think your voice needs bass huh
0: well, I just heard that if you add bass, like a bass to your voice is better for radio. Or really? better, for, better for audio. Yeah, it just sounds I don't sounds think better. my voice needs any, any more bass. So please don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't a celebrity, would you be so nice to me? If I didn't have cheese like every day, would you still want to be with me? If I couldn't buy you diamond rings and all those other expensive things, would you be so into me? If I wasn't a celebrity.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Jessica Interviews Matt about celebrities he has encountered. I'm here today with my guest, Matt Houchin. Thanks for being here, Matt.
0: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So, who are we talking about today?
0: We are talking about three.
1: This is a surprise to me, by
0: the <laughs> way. <laughs> We're talking about two, maybe three new kids on the block.
1: Oh. They're the guys with the right stuff.
0: Bad Brothers from the Beantown land. Yes, the OG boy band New Kids on the Block.
1: Considered the first modern boy band, they've sold over 80 million albums, had three number one hits, and paved the way for every boy band that came after them.
0: Having this microphone makes me feel way more like a DJ, so I want to be like, we're talking about two, maybe three New Kids on the Block, Jessica. Back to um, you. That helps. I don't even have to add the add the bass. Hey, would you like it if I talk like this the rest of the time? Please do. Please, please do. All right. Jordan Knight, Donnie Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg's big brother. No way. Really? That's a
1: thing? Okay, that You're going to educate you, me a lot
0: <laughs> you, this podcast. You don't know who the new kids on the block are?
1: I have... Okay. <laughs> I do definitely know who... New Kids on the Block are. I recognize the name Jordan Knight and I think I know one of their songs, but to be honest, they were a little bit before my time.
0: But Jordan Knight, when he came out as, as a solo yes. artist. Yeah,
1: I do. I, uh, I, that would
0: have been right near Wheelhouse. That is true. That would have been Nick Lachey territory, yeah. late 90s.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm having a very hard time placing any song for either New Kids on the Block or Jordan Knight right now yeah let me uh That's let me okay. look them up real quick i gotta get my visual to this
0: just in case just in case there's somebody watching who's from another planet let's introduce ourselves starting over here i'm danny
1: i'm donnie Wahlberg. jordan knight joe mackleton john knight
0: but Jordan, the real breakout star, he was kind of like the Justin Timberlake, I want to play one song for you to see if you remember. You say it's been too long yes, since you had
1: some. Just say i turn you on like the fire that's burning inside. Yes. Yes.
0: I feel like this would have been a TRL hit when you were watching TRL.
1: Oh, for sure. It's like flooding my head with memories. It's the you know there's so many songs from that era of my life that I have completely forgotten. Yeah. But then you hear them and you're just like it's you're just transported to my 15-year-old self sitting on a couch watching TRL after school. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Maybe I was more like 13, but that is nuts. Wow. I love it. And you said I'm sorry, two maybe three. (laughs) Tell me more about this.
0: Yeah, I'm having trouble exactly remembering, but I'll share my screen with you.
1: He may or may not have met one of the additional people. Oh, look at that! So, in
0: 2008, I was at the Miami airport, and I was with my girlfriend slash coworker at the time, Natalie. And Mm -hmm. uh, the first celebrity we saw was Brooke Hogan, who's Hulk Hogan's daughter, who had music at the time. Okay. Brooke, what up, baby? do you know brooke hogan
1: no
0: we'll save her for another podcast and you'll hear this exact same story (laughs) And so she took a picture with her and we're like oh that's cool we saw a celebrity at the airport and then Mm -hmm. uh later she's like oh i think uh those are the new kids on the block over there (laughs) i was like no "There's, there's no way that it's uh the new kids on the block And I think we took these pictures. So this is uh, a great picture of Jordan Knight there on the left and then. (laughs) Yeah, real good. And then uh, I'd say uh, even worse picture of Donnie Wahlberg (laughs) on the right. Yeah. When these photos were taken, I I think Joey McIntyre was in the bathroom or something, but I do think Joey showed up and these are the three best new kids on the block. I mean, if if people had to pick three to take to a desert island, These would be the three. These would be them. Uh, But I don't remember anything about uh, meeting Joey, but I I do think he was there. But um, now that I've done research on this Facebook album, I know we've only taken a photo with Donnie Wahlberg, Marky Mark's little brother, and Jordan Knight. And uh, Donnie was always my favorite um, new kid because he was like the rapper. Nice. And then Marky Mark came along and really uh, took that that crown from him. Hey, Jessica. Hey, hey, Matt. Speaking of the new kids on the block, someone else is about to have a new kid on the block. Am I right?
1: <laughs> new kid on this block. Coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us about this. it. <laughs> I think we've announced this, but, you know, it hasn't been done with the, the Matt Adjun, uh radio voice. So, yeah, it's official now.
0: Well, we've announced it, and, but uh, now at this point, like it's It's like it's two gotta, weeks away, yeah, I mean, maybe less. It's crazy to me that you can even just be sitting having a casual conversation, knowing that in two weeks a baby's gonna come out of you, yeah, and then your whole life will be changed forever, and you'll just constantly be thinking about this baby and child and even grown up and uh so this is a good, good uh window to get your thoughts on on everything about motherhood and mm-hmm. uh. Before, before the baby comes Because uh, this is like <laughs> the last time I'm going to talk to you probably In a, in a real way <laughs> About uh, <laughs> before your life changes
1: Yes, very true This is a very This is a monumentous moment <clears throat> actually For the podcast, for our friendship For me For the world For the world This one's for the children The children of are- you know what someday this baby might even listen to this podcast and just be like what were you thinking mom right what on earth this is great i thank you for uh thank you for calling that out this makes it very actually very special
0: i mean it would blow my mind to listen to a conversation that my mom had two weeks before I was born and just like yeah. hear about her life and what she thought and like what she wanted <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my life to be like and all that. So
1: so, for my future daughter,
0: I, we just moved into the
1: house that you'll probably be in for at least your early life. And um, I was just showing Matt around. I bought a lot of knickknacks, knickknacks that just kind of like make it feel like a home. For anyone who's been pregnant or thinking about being pregnant or being uh, in close proximity of someone who is pregnant, there is some serious urges to nest and it like comes with this amazing energy that you don't, you're like, I didn't think that I was going to have this energy because I'm like many, many pounds heavier and everything I do makes me breathe heavy, even talking on a podcast. (laughs) sometimes but yeah it's just like I just can't stop can't stop won't stop I'm buying pillows I'm buying plants we got a new couch
0: I'm organizing stuff so you think if you had just moved in here randomly without a baby in your belly you wouldn't be doing all the same stuff
1: oh that's a great question I don't think to the extent that I'm doing it yeah I think I'm there's definitely something that's unique about this. You feel like
0: there's something that's kind of taken over your brain and is controlling you mm-hmm. almost like you, you don't yeah. even have a choice yeah. but to nest and make this uh, loving home for your child. Yeah,
1: I'm not thinking about finances. I'm just like, doesn't matter. <laughs> click, click, click buy on Amazon. Yeah um it's it's very interesting to watch myself do this
0: but it's fun all right if you're just joining us it's eleven forty five eastern time here on a sunday <laughs> we're here with jessica carlson we're talking to her about being a mom in a couple of weeks hey jessica tell us all <laughs> of the things that your mom did wrong that you don't want to repeat yourself <laughs>
1: the the ultimate question
0: you don't have to do that um, in case your mom listens <laughs> to the podcast. But I don't, I don't what know if she what does. Thi- so, uh, when I-
1: TBD, whether or not my mom listens, we <laughs> still have yet to figure that out. So this is the perfect test.
0: When they were interviewing me to become a foster parent, they asked questions like what type of parent you want to be or what are some important things to you or how do you envision that? So I'm um, throwing those questions out. Uh, Love it. Like, Bring them on. What type of parents do you see yourself being
1: um, summarizing in a very short way, I would like to be a I would like to be a calm and collected parent and that actually kind of goes goes along the lines with like what I would like to not do that maybe my mom wasn't super great at because i I know how much kids and life and everything just gets very stressful. And I think that I have a, I have fairly good coping mechanisms for stress, but I still experience a, you know, a certain level of anxiety. I I definitely am the type of, I'm type, I'm a type A person that enjoys having a level of control (laughs) over things. So I've been really, really trying hard. And in kids, like, that's the thing is that you, you don't have any really, I mean, you don't, (laughs) don't have a lot of control yeah yeah so I've been thinking a lot about that and just trying to prepare myself mentally for not just being able to go with the flow and not having expectations and I just have (laughs) it could it could be completely naive and who knows what's going to happen I'm trying to both hold these like like this this strong lack of expectations but also I just have this overwhelming sense that everything's going to be great and I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. And I have a lot of confidence in my intuition. Yeah. I mean, the pregnancy has been very easy, like really easy, considering what could happen. So I'm just like, you know what? I think this is going to be great. This daughter is going to be a piece of cake.
0: So You scared to push a baby out of you.
1: Um, definitely, definitely a little bit scared about that, but also doing a lot of like mental preparation for that. And again, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I also trust myself. I, I feel pretty confident that I'll be able to muster a lot of strength to handle a lot of the pain of it. We'll see what happens. I'm very open. I'm just going into the whole thing with just arms wide open.
0: With arms wide open. Yes. You know, that song is about Who is that? Uh, having a baby.
1: It's Creed. <laughs> Creed, the famous Creed song about giving birth. Yes.
0: Welcome to with arms wild hoop pearl she's
1: having a baby i
0: think it's a great goal to uh to be calm around the kid i'm realizing or learning that i feel like my parents were very calm like i never saw my parents fight or argue or never anything like that but there was always tension in their marriage and in mm-hmm. the family and i think i as a kid you still pick up on that stuff and it can oh, affect you sure. so um it's like yeah so just imagine like if your parents aren't calm uh how much you're taking in so i think that's Mm -hmm. that's huge and then uh yeah just trying to create an environment that's free of tension and um because yeah kids Mm -hmm. will intuit that oh yeah
1: and that was that was honestly like um, from the outside looking in my parents had it all together you know yeah
0: family of the year at the church
1: (laughs) heck yes yeah we were perfect i don't know but i Like especially with my mom because I think she really tried she tried so hard to and she had so much going on in her life that was very stressful Um, and I think she did an amazing job given all of that and like yeah for mom for you listening I think you did an amazing (laughs) job (laughs) um, with with what you had going on of not you know not really outwardly uh, expressing a lot of the stress and anxiety but. It's just, it's just something that you can feel. And so I'm, I've become really, I'm, I'm trying, I'm not really great at it yet, but I'm really trying to recognize and become very acutely aware of when I am not, like when there's something that's kind of like bubbling below the surface and just really like, cause even that comes out, Mm -hmm. people feel it. So I've been trying really hard to figure that out. I mean, it's, it's going to come. So again, future daughter, you're going to see me stressed and anxious more than I care to <laughs> admit. But <laughs> at least, you know, I'll be trying to keep it all calm.
0: Speaking of stress and anxiety, I'm I'm happy you're having a baby now because I feel like you could use a break from work. So I'm excited for you to go on maternity <laughs> leave.
1: <laughs> it's, that is probably one of the things that is most exciting to me. <laughs> honestly. Not that I I love my work and I love it. I love it so much, but I cannot imagine what three months of not thinking about work, what that's going to be like. I
0: feel like you still will be thinking about work and you'll still be checking Slack. I'm sure I will. And I just feel like you're a little bit of a workaholic and I think it'll (laughs) be nice for you to get this window where it's like, oh, these things aren't important. I don't have to. And uh, Yeah, exactly. Because I do see you getting really wrapped up and stressed about things that uh and yeah. then when you can step out of it and be like oh none of this matters
1: yeah for sure well and also having I so think what i'm saying is i'm, I'm saying is- what
0: you do doesn't matter
1: <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> what you really need to do jessica <laughs> is realize that nothing of what you do day to day matters at all <laughs> not in 100 years no, not I, in a day i mean either
0: not, not even
1: in the moment we're all just making this up
0: to kill time just for something to do. And make money.
1: Exactly. On that note, the thing that is unique about this specific situation, because I can go on vacation and I can enjoy, I can, I can turn my brain off. I can set my phone aside. Yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll always come back to it and then I'm curious or even like what on vacation, it's like, oh, I'll just quickly check email real quick just to see what's going on. But I think that the unique, the unique thing about this situation is that I will have a living being that I have to keep alive, which is like. Yeah. Yeah a lot of things to think about. And I'm going to be learning how to do this for the first time. So this is going to be like pretty all consuming. So I won't, I will not (laughs) have time or mental bandwidth or just any, I'm I'm assuming I won't have any urges to, to check in.
0: That'd be interesting to see when I had the foster baby, I, I didn't take an official paternity leave. Everyone was real flexible with my schedule and it was crazy, but it was nice to have something like to check in with work and have that brain break from worrying about the kid so yeah it'll be interesting to see because you might just be like i need to not think about the kid for a minute and i'm going to think about these spreadsheets yeah that's true i
1: i'm very open to that too i i don't know what's going to happen it's going to be really interesting
0: i'm the same way when i go on vacation like i still look at my email and look at slack and and i'm always amazed that people in europe don't do that and I like are people in Europe not friends with the people they work with? Because I, I mean, part of it, like I, I feel like I know we have a good a lot of people on this on our work team are my closest friends. I know. So you, I want to see what's going on on the Slack channel and all that. So it's uh, it's weird to think like that in Europe. You just shut that off, and it's like all family and outside of work focused. Mm -hmm. It's impressive.
1: Yeah, I think that there's just a different attitude, you know. I th- and I think that our situation is pretty unique, to be honest, when it comes to really, truly enjoying the people we work with.
0: Yeah. Well, you. That's not the norm. You've just hired your family and friends. So. That's...
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I've done. <laughs> so what's the next question?
0: <laughs> uh, next question. What kind of child do you hope you have? And you can't say healthy <laughs> just a healthy baby i guess uh in terms of when they get older and like what are you are you hoping to oh, have certain easy. things in common with them what yeah go i for just it.
1: want i just want this child to be a complete clone of me <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's sounds very arrogant <laughs>
1: <laughs> just an absolute just like me incarnate into a little <clears throat> child's body no i'm um, just so you, I, you can be best friends <laughs> yeah so well More than anything, I would like this child to be a good, good human who cares about the world and who does not like is has a nice balance, that nice balance that everyone's striving for of being both selfless and also uh, understanding their own needs. Yeah, I think more than anything, a lot of the things that we've talked about over this podcast and pondered, I want to set this child up for success in just being well integrated and feeling like they can be a hundred percent who they are and that they're loved and accepted and that they give the same to everyone that they meet.
0: Yeah. Well, this is interesting. This is what I've been talking about in therapy. I was thinking of you saying, I want this child to be fully how they are. How are you saying that?
1: I want them to be a hundred percent themselves. Yeah. Understanding that they've they're fully accepted for who they are.
0: Yeah. So, um, what we've been talking about, and therapy is, it's called parentification. And if if the parent is more emotionally vulnerable and the child is particularly emotionally intelligent, then the child will try to meet the parent's wants and needs and lose touch with their own wants and needs. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: That is very interesting. So yes. if, you,
0: if you have emotional parents uh, and you're trying to get love from them, then a way to do that is to always be doing what they want you to do. Uh, or Mm -hmm. i mean not even explicitly but you can just kind of sense it and it's like i don't want to upset the situation so i'm just going to do this this and this um right so i think a lot of my early life where i was just doing things not really thinking about like well what do i actually want or what is my actual personality Mm -hmm. it was just like this Mm -hmm. is what the world wants for me this is what uh, my parents want for me so um, so I, I definitely, that's what I said when I was being interviewed to be a foster parent was, I just want to really plug into like what excites my, my kids and, and just really open that world up to them so they can really be themselves and do the things that they want rather than like mm-hmm. what society wants from them or what I want from them. Even though I would yeah. also like a little clone of me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty fun to think about. The thing that I struggle with the most, though, is that... So if what you just said is true, which I believe, and I see that in my own life, too. I mean, my parents were great parents, but they, you know, they had their things and there's a lot going on in my childhood that caused me to perceive that I should just not rock the boat, be quiet. It just turned me me into who I am. Um, And that's turned into, you know, I think just oversimplifying it like the people pleasing tendencies. Here's here's my dilemma. People pleasing is not like that arguably is great for the world <laughs> cuz there's a bunch of people that are literally just trying to please everyone which turns into at least on the surface like you know, selflessness looking out for each other like there's a lot of good qualities that come with that yeah but yet obviously we all know that (laughs) the the inner turmoil is really like the long term and that doesn't it's not always genuine and there's a whole lot of inner inner issues that that go along with that and if on unnoticed like it can really eat away at a person and relationships in general so but like how do you create a human that both has the the ability to outwardly portray all of those amazing qualities but then also i think what i struggle with is like i don't want to swing the pendulum so far to the other side where my child just turns out spoiled if that makes sense
0: yeah no, that's interesting. So I'm, like, yeah, I'm
1: like, how do I create a great human without putting <laughs> them in in some sort of drama? <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do I create someone that is good without them also having crippling anxiety and <laughs> the inner? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and not know how to take care of themselves.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it just starts with, not that I'm an expert on this at all, and uh, but off the top of my head, <laughs> you, I, you've been I, a dad. I, I think uh, it would be important to have conversations like this early, just like talking about emotions and how things are making you feel, and just having the child observe their own emotions and, um, and just so they so they know themselves. And I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we should all be polite and conscientious, and we should all know those things. But they also during all that should know how they're feeling and and also how to express that and how to communicate their feelings because that's mm-hmm. that's like my biggest issue is if I start getting triggered by something, I don't want to upset hef or anybody I'm around, so I just kind of shut down and I don't. Mm-hmm. But the times that I'm just I'm like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I just need some space right now. It's totally fine, but I was just always afraid mm-hmm. of rocking the boat too because it's it's like as long as, i behave and and keep doing what i'm supposed to then then everything in the house is going well Mm
1: -hmm. right so what you're saying basically is the important the most important thing is understanding what's going on
0: yeah i don't know which is
1: ultimately like i mean that's what therapy teaches everyone to do is like understand what is actually happening because at the end of the day i can be as nice and charming and people pleasing as as anyone but like there's I I remember some of my my younger years or early 20s when the at my core you're burnt out and you're yeah you can cut you become bitter and it's not genuine (laughs) so because you have no idea what's actually going on under the surface you're just like programmed to like be good be nice you know yeah so understanding what's actually going on, coming into full realization of all of the feelings, both positive and negative, and still, I guess, learning how to choose how to be the best person for the world around you that you possibly can.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you growing up, do you remember being asked about your emotions and how they were feeling and how you were experiencing them or anything like that?
1: I don't remember it. I'm sure my parents did um in some ways but you know i mean like our parents that that just wasn't the generational that wasn't a thing
0: right and it wasn't a thing
1: for their parents parents yeah even
0: now it's like my therapist will be like how are you feeling today and i'm just like good or like we'll do some meditation or something she's like how'd that make you feel i'm like bad like i don't know i don't know how to like uh, even talk about my emotions really uh, mm-hmm. and except just good or bad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so it's, um, yeah, I think it's just something to, to practice. And there's probably tons of kids books now that you can get into to start those conversations and things mm-hmm. like that. But, um, yeah, yeah. And it's something I never really even thought about it until like my mid twenties where I realized that like everything I'm doing, I have no idea where it's coming from or what the motivation is. It's just like mm-hmm. this, I don't even know what my personality is
1: yeah yeah it's interesting i keep thinking about a friend of mine um there's a family that i know there's three siblings one of them is a good friend of mine they're all friends of mine but one of them's a really great friend of mine
0: fans of the podcast um,
1: i don't know i don't know her name is abby (laughs) hey someone someone listening probably knows abby um this is, a, this is going to be an amazing compliment to their family. From the moment that I kind of started getting to know her and her family, they stood out as as just a family that had done something really well in the process of raising kids. And all three of them are wildly both in tune and comfortable with themselves and confident and just really also so kind and so conscientious of the world around them and just genuinely want to serve. Yeah. But like also clearly had a really solid sense of like how to take care of themselves. And it was it never felt to me like people pleasing. Um, Yeah. And so I think that's a great example of obviously nature versus nurture. But I think that there's a lot that a parent can do to put your child into an environment that helps them to become that really healthy, I mean, for the most part, very healthy person, you know? Yeah.
0: So you want your daughter to be like Abby, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. That's a great answer. Abby, if you're listening or anyone who knows her, that'd be amazing.
0: Another family I think of is the Cosbys. (laughs) Okay. Right?
1: The connotation is not
0: very great there, but... (laughs) but keep going <laughs> no, please keep going <laughs> it's i feel like i try to bring up bill cosby every podcast and then it gets <laughs> cut out but maybe it'll get left in this i time. don't know
1: the transition from what we just talked about into that <laughs> was just
0: perfect you worried your be daughter's nice. gonna be a psychopath <laughs> no i'm not i'm not worried at all they're just born that way are you worried now um uh that i said it <laughs> i would be lying
1: if it didn't creep into my thoughts like once or twice here and there of just like oh my god what do i do if she just starts like hurting animals um yeah i don't know i mean this is a great callback to a lot of the themes that have come into our podcast before I, I i still think that there would be probably be things that we could do you know like because <laughs> in that in that situation oh, like, I do, like do do about be... it
0: i thought you i thought you were just like there's things we could still do together um, like <laughs> we, we can still have common interests. We, I like animals. She know. likes hurting animals. It's
1: we could, you know, go for, still go for walks. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, uh, things you could do about it. Yes, if you if you recognize it early on. Uh, so that's if you're just joining us, we're talking about Jessica's daughter being a psychopath. It's now twelve fifteen <laughs> on the East Coast. Here in uh, yeah, Smyrna, say, Georgia. Say- <laughs>
1: To Good. answer your question, I just really hope she's not a sociopath.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sociopath, I, I think that's more of a learned thing. So
1: Oh sorry, a psychopath.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think you will create a sociopath, but psychopaths I hope not. just born that way. And uh, plenty of them are successful and not murderous. So um fingers yeah, and crossed.
1: I feel like <laughs> I don't know if it's it's probably media and culture and like the movies and everything like that like male psychopaths i'm like eh that kind of creeps me out but yeah. like female psychopaths there's something a little intriguing about them not gonna lie uh,
0: yeah intriguing is the word that popped into my head too um i'm like hmm. like the the woman in uh gone girl
1: yeah yeah like i'd date her total psychopath
0: would it be disappointing to you to have a kid that just had a totally different personality totally different interests is isn't
1: an exact clone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. And what would that be? What would the opposite be? In all honesty, yeah, it would be, it would certainly be, I think I would, I would grieve a little bit um, because you just have, I think that's just the natural way of of reproduction. You're like, oh, I'm going to have this thing and it's probably going to look like me and act like me and be like me and it's very exciting to watch. Yeah. That. But I opposite of me would look very introverted. It would look very, um, the thing that keeps coming, honestly, this is the thing that keeps coming to my head is is the fact that my sister and I are very, very different. I wouldn't say we're opposites, but we are very, very different in the way we process the world. But when like opposite, I I just immediately thought of her again. We're not opposites, but we get along so well. Like she's my best friend in the whole world. So I think that I think that that's, to answer your question, I won't be disappointed. I think it'll just be fun, you know, because it'll be a different, because I I trust that no matter what, because I'm literally going to be with this child (laughs) for the majority of their entire childhood, there will be a bond that is strong, that will kind of surpass any sort of personality challenges. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be. Very challenging actually my mom and I were very very similar and we didn't get along when I was a when I was a teenager. okay I definitely wasn't as enthusiastic about moms <laughs> so yeah but now we get along great you know so it's you just never know I just feel like you just really never know just gotta bring your best self hope for the best and it'll work out with arms wide open <laughs> with arms wide open <laughs> it'll be fun i'm really excited i feel i feel incredibly prepared and unprepared at the same time so future daughter when you listen to this you can you can tell me how i did
0: all right if you're just joining us we're just coming up on the top of the hour we're gonna ask jessica's thoughts on abortion roe versus wade <laughs> supreme court's <laughs> overturned it jessica thoughts just kidding uh probably cut that out you
1: know what we haven't touched on this podcast really is politics
0: yeah maybe i when mean we, maybe in the rock episode when i saw him at the republican national convention <laughs>
1: There we go. We can talk about it then.
0: All right, Jessica. We got a segment on the show called Are They on Cameo or Are They Not on Cameo, and we're going to ask you right now, do you think the new kids on the block, Jordan Knight and Donnie Wahlberg specifically, are on Cameo or are they not on Cameo? I'm going to say they
1: are. At least one of them. I, I if I had to, I'd probably say Donnie Wahlberg
0: right. is the one. Have you ever been to Wahlberg's restaurant or seen it?
1: Yeah, I've seen it a number of times. There used to be one in Palo Alto, or there is one in Palo Alto.
0: You know that's the restaurant, Um, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, fascinating family. (laughs) So weird. Really
0: interested. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg not on Cameo. Dang it. I I did search Donnie Wahlbergers, unfortunately, because I was talking. So I'll do it again. No, no Donnie Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) Or Donnie Wahlbergers. Uh, And Jordan Knight. No Jordan Knight what they must be That's two biggest stars. i'll look up the other new kids on the block just jonathan it just Knight, seems like, not there
1: i mean there there's so much nostalgia with that band they would they would really they would crush it on cameo
0: they would maybe they're still too famous or something but i feel like there are real famous people on here now
1: mm-hmm.
0: danny wood just knowing all the names of every member of the new kids on the block still 30 years <laughs> later Okay. No new kids on the block on cameo Man. zero.
1: Well, I'm struck out on that one. So yeah, it's probably going to be a while until we record another one.
0: Yeah. I know when I got the baby, that's, that was the big break. Uh, in yeah. the, the last time. Uh-huh. So,
1: but again, I'm manifesting a perfect child. Yeah. That's a clone of me. So
0: it's going to be easy. I thought we should record an episode in the room while you're delivering.
1: Oh yeah, that's an idea.
0: Do you think that would be an issue that's with certainly an like idea. COVID restrictions and stuff, or can you have as many people in there as you want?
1: <laughs> yeah, come on out, just just Woodland Hills Kaiser.
0: Or are you, come on out. Uh, we could just Zoom. So I'll. Have, oh yeah, uh, that would work. I'll have NovDog set up a iPad or something and. Hello. Speaking of Dog Speaking of the NovDog.
1: Oh hey, what's up, Matt?
0: How are you, buddy? Hi. <laughs>
1: what's up? Hold on.
0: Sorry, did I interrupt your podcasting? We're actually done. What's What's Andrew think about? What's he? All the same questions for him, real quick. What kind of dad do you want to be? And are you worried your daughter will be a psychopath? Uh, I'm not a worried
1: question. she's gonna be a psychopath. I think she. I'm worried that she's gonna realize
0: that I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I want to be the uh, I want to be the dad that's like around for all the little uh, activities. Like, I want to be like the they get her to soccer practice dad yeah jessica was talking about how she wants to have like a real calm atmosphere for the kid do you have similar goals or is that something you've thought about or not nah fuck that
1: if i couldn't buy no diamond rings still want to be with me if i wasn't a celebrity